Now this is a very beautiful story, I think. But originally it was a ballad, a border ballad from the borders of Scotland. And I know that it's very special to a dear friend of mine, my Slovenian sister, my sister by choice, not by blood, Katrina Ivancic. And I know that she has lectured on this song before. And as she is in lockdown in Slovenia, the same as I am in lockdown in Orkney, I would like to dedicate this story to my dear friend. I hope that you're okay. Now, it's called Tam Lin. Now, there was a forest at Carterhoch, and it was said to be enchanted. They said that a fairy knight called Tam Lin lived there, and anyone who went there into that woods would be enchanted. They would fall under his spell, and they would have to make a pledge before they could leave. They would have to leave gold, silver, even for some of the ladies their virginity would be taken. Now, there was a beautiful lady who lived in the castle, and her name was Janet, and she was a rare beauty. Long golden hair that she would braid, and she wore a dress of green velvet. Now, she was the fairest flower of all the women in the castle, the daughter of the Lord, who owned all the land around there. And he had given her Carterhoch as a gift. Now, she'd heard the story of this fairy knight who, whose realm this was. But, despite the fact that everyone had warned them her not to go near it, she prepared a horse and she set off and she rode through those woods. She found a well in the middle of the wood, and there tied by it was a beautiful horse with silver bells woven into its mane and tail, and hanging from the bridles as well, so that it tinkled whenever it moved. It was Tam Lin's horse, but there was no sign of him himself. So she set to picking the roses, beautiful roses that grew around there, when suddenly a voice behind her said, Stop! Do not pull another rose, fair maiden, for this is my place. You cannot pick roses here without my permission. She turned and looked, and there he was, the most handsome man she had ever seen. And oh, those eyes, and oh, those lips, and that voice, oh, she felt a feeling inside her breast that she had never experienced before. It started like a spark, and that spark landed 
on her heart, and it smouldered, and it smouldered until it burst into a flame. And the flame got brighter and brighter and hotter and hotter until her heart was aflamed with love. She wanted this man. Now Tam, under fairy enchantment, showed no signs of what he was feeling. But a love was burning within him too. She turned to him, though, and in a haughty voice she said, I need no permission from you to pick roses here in Carterhoch. This land belongs to me. It was a gift to me from my father, and I don't need your permission or anyone else's to pick roses here. Now, the feelings between them were strong, very strong. And when she finally left and rode back to her father's castle, then some of the blush in her cheeks had faded, had left her. It was noticed by the other ladies in the castle, as they sat playing chess, that Janet was looking pale, and that there was something of the freshness of her beauty that seemed to have left her. She seemed distracted. Now, as time passed, it started to become clear that she was pregnant. And one of the old knights said to her, Young lassie, he said, You have brought shame into your father's castle. And the us knights here will be blamed for being the father of your child. None of you are, she says, and certainly not you, you old greybeard, like I would ever lie with you. And none of the knights in this castle have laid a finger on me. And the father said to her, dear lassie, he said tenderly, Dear lassie, are you with child? And she said, Yes, I am, father. And who is it that is the father of your bairn? Is it a lord or one of the knights here in the castle? And she said, No. It is no lord in this kingdom that is the father of my child. And it is none of your knights either. None of them has laid a finger on me. My love is an elfin man, an elfin knight, far more beautiful than any of these men here. And that is the man who is the father of my child, and that is the man that I love. Well, the poor old lord was distraught. He knew that she must be under a fairy enchantment, and he worried for his daughter's safety and for the safety of his unborn grandchild. But Janet was a strong-willed maiden. She took her horse again, and she rode back into that wood. And she found the well again, and there tied to it was the horse with the silver bells. 
and again Tam Lin was absent, so she started to pick roses, and the voice behind her again said, Do not pull another rose. She turned, and their eyes met. And he knew that she had a child growing inside her that was his bairn. And she said to him, Tam Lin, I want you to answer me truthfully. Were you ever christened? Have you ever been inside a church? And he looked away like he was looking into the long ago distant past, and he said, Yes, I was churched. It was a long time ago. I was the grandson of the Earl of Roxburgh. And old Roxburgh took me to live in his castle with him. And one day when we were out riding, I fell from my horse, and the fairy queen caught me before I had the rocks, and she swept me away inside this green mound, and I have lived there ever since in Elfland. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. But there is a curse upon it, because every seventh year they have to pay the tithe to hell. And I fear that myself, a comely-looking young man, and a mortal at that, might be who they choose to send to the devil for their payment. And is there any way, says Janet, that I can save you, that I can rescue you from this cruel fate? Well, yes, he says, but your love has to be true. Oh, it is, she said. It is true and it is pure. Then you must come tonight. Tonight is Halloween. And you must come to the Moor's Cross and hide there. And you will see at midnight a fairy troop go by. You will see a rider on a black horse, but pay no attention to him, for that is not me. You will see another rider on a brown horse. Let him pass too, that is not me. But then you will see a rider on a milk-white horse, and you must run and pull him down to the ground. But how shall I be able to recognize you, she says, in a host of strange knights? I will wear a glove on my right hand, but my left hand will be bare, he said. And I will have my bonnet pushed back up off my face, and my hair will be combed and hanging loose over my shoulders, and by that you will recognize me. Now you must pull me down to the ground, and you must hold me tight in your arms. And the fairy queen will turn me into things, but you must pay no attention. First she will turn me into a huge newt, but pay no heed to that. Then she will turn me into an adder, but I will not harm you or our child. And then she will turn me into a terrible bear, 
and then into a lion. And you must hold me tight in these terrifying sights, because I will not harm you or our child. And then she will turn me into a bar of red-hot iron. But you must hold me, I promise I will not burn you. And then I will be turned into red-hot embers, and you must carry me to the well and drop me in. And then I will emerge as a naked knight, and you must wrap me in your mantle of green velvet and keep me hidden from sight. And then I shall be returned to you and restored to my own folk. Well, Janet went home, and she prepared herself for that evening's task. And she went down to that Moor's cross, and she waited there until the midnight hour came on Halloween, and she heard in the distance the tinkling of bells and the clip-clopping of horses' hooves. And the black horse rode by her, and she paid no heed to it or its rider. And then the brown horse went past her, and she paid no heed to it or its rider either. And then she saw the snow-white horse, and she ran over to it, and she pulled the rider down to the ground. And then the rider was turned into a newt, and she paid no attention. She held tight. And then he was turned into an adder, and again she held him tight. And then he was turned into a bear, and then into a fierce lion, but she still held him. She held him tight in her arms. And then he was a bar of red-hot iron, and still she held him. And then he was turned into red-hot embers, and she carried him to the well, and she dropped him into the water, and he emerged as a naked knight, and she wrapped her mantle of green velvet around him, and shielded him from the sight of the fairy folk. And the queen of the fairies, she cried out, you have won yourself a goodly groom this night, and I curse you for it. And Tam Lin, she said, the finest of all my nights, I would have kept you here for at least seven payments of the tithe. And if I'd known yesterday what I know now, I would have plucked your grey eyes out of your head and replaced them with ones of wood. And if I had known yesterday what I know today, I would have torn your tender heart from your breast, and I would have replaced it with a stone. But now you are lost to me forever. And then they disappeared. And Janet brought Tamlin back to the castle, where he became her husband and lived there with him for the rest of their days. <laughs>